There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of saintsnation.com, Kevin Held of the team drops the ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. No, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> the zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'd get his... <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave! Welcome to another episode of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. It's special Memorial Day edition. Uh, as always, we are sponsored by you, the fan. Uh, check us out on Facebook, uh, YouTube, and the Twitters. Just search Saints Happy Hour Podcast. You'll find us. Uh, we have a new uh, Saints Drunk History that I recorded last night. Uh, it is on Aaron Brooks's career. It is fucking fantastic. I got my buddy from Twitter, Ian, Tom, Ian, to uh, join us. You can only follow him on Twitter. He's got protected tweets, so you got to be, like, privileged to follow him. But he was awesome. As I'm an Aaron Brooks uh, homer, I love the – I think he's the second-best quarterback in Saints history. So it was, like, 90 minutes of just Aaron Brooks love. Uh, so it's oh, great. Was, was Ian a fan as well? Yes. Yes. So, so he was pro-Brooks. He was pro-Brooks as the second-best quarterback in Saints history. Uh, Dave, are you uh, super anti-Brooks? Like, is Aaron Brooks basically the same person as Kobe Fleener for you? <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm anti-Brooks as far as uh, his personality is concerned. Okay. I guess, you know, as, far, as far as his play on the field, I don't think you can argue that he is – possibly the second or the third best quarterback that the saints have ever had. But yeah, you know, the thing that always bothered me when he was playing was the, the smirking, you know, the, the throwing the interception and then walking off the field and, and smiling about it. I mean, that's just, you would have never seen drew Brees do that. You don't see any of the great cute quarterbacks in the league. Well, Dave, this, this is what I have to say to you. He represents all that is soulless and wrong. That's you. Ooh, nice. Actually, I take space sound bite. Nice. Actually, I take that back. Jay Cutler. Well, he's not like one of the all-time great quarterbacks, but Jay Cutler is somebody else who does that. And I think if Jay Cutler was my quarterback and he was throwing interceptions <laughs> and and then walking off the field and smiling and having a cigarette, I don't know that Jay Cutler uh, smiled. Jay Cutler definitely had the "don't give a fuck" attitude. Right. That that's that's what annoyed me about Brooks, and that's what that's what would have annoyed me about Jay Cutler and and anybody like that. So I mean, now, if you put up, if you if you really, you know, Aaron Brooks put up good numbers. 
And at the time, he he was one of the better Saints quarterbacks. But, um, you know, I mean, like if somebody like Drew Brees had that kind of attitude as he walked up the field, he could probably get away with a little bit more because he's got all the, you know, all the stats and, and, and the Super Bowl to back it up. So. I mean, Breeze could do anything, and we'd right. love him. I mean, he could literally—he could literally. I mean, short of going, you know, Darren Sharper or Jerry Sandusky with it, I mean, he—he yeah. he could have any sort of body the, language a, on the field. He could a, crotch chop after every touchdown. They had an article uh, in the Onion in like 2009 matter. where, like, Drew Breeze was like, "I think I could kill it. I wonder what it's like to kill a guy," and he's like, "I, I wouldn't worry about it. anybody fans." Uh, do anything to me because I can walk on water in New Orleans. And they, and they had a, uh, the Onion had a quote from a fan. Obviously, he's like, "Why does Drew Brees want to kill a guy? I'll kill a guy for Drew Brees." <laughs> <laughs> so I'll go to jail so he doesn't have to. I love it. So as it's the middle of the, the doldrums, so we're trying to figure out the topic. So tonight's topic is um, player from Saints past who you would add to the 2018 roster to help them win a Super Bowl. We'll get to that topic in a second. I don't want to go into it long-winded because it just makes people mad. Um, but the only thing I, the only question I have for you guys about the anthem, do you think the NFL solved the anthem problem and that it's going to go away? Or is it just going to go on and on and on for fucking ever? guys um well yeah. i mean my my take is that i don't i just i don't think the media is gonna let it go away you know like i i think the last player is so we noticed you weren't out there on the field what were you doing in the locker room like i think the media would have the power to make this go away if they wanted to um but you know basically the nfl has taken away the visibility factor and you can still skip out on the anthem, do whatever in the locker room. I mean, I guess technically you're not supposed to tweet within an hour of kickoff or something like that. So that, you know, but it can't players... be like, it can't be, but the, the, the policy is like the saints can't have like some players in the locker rooms. You, you got to go like either everybody's out there or nobody's out there. Right. So, Oh, I don't think that's what'll happen. I think basically the NFL saying it's not mandatory to be on the field during the anthem. So, I think it'll kind of be a hodgepodge and that's what, that's what I think coaches and owners will say, like, look, if you don't want to be out there during the anthem, the NFL said it's okay. So I would rather you stay in the locker room than kneel. Yeah. But you know, so I think the players will comply. I mean, Kaepernick and, and uh, what's the LSU safety, Eric, Eric Reed, like they don't have, they don't have a job, you know? And at this point you could argue that Kaepernick's done. So like, I don't even know – I mean, Kaepernick's been out of the league long enough that I don't even think anyone would be tempted at this point. No. But Eric Reed, I mean, he he's he's a guy that – I mean, Kaepernick should have a job too, but Reed should really have a job because he's not even like a fringe starter. I mean, he, yeah. he's like a top 10 free safety in the league, I would say. Mm. So, um, but Dave, do you think it's do – you, do you think it's like they've made it any – do you think this policy has made it any better or are we just – it's just going to go on and on and it's going to be another thing that's just going to be hanging over us the whole year? Well, so, I mean, technically the policy is that the teams can – Decide. Set their own policy and determine their own policy. But 
but from from as far as the league is concerned, if somebody doesn't want to be out there for the national anthem, they can stay in the locker room. What you know? So obviously the NFL is, I guess I would say, kowtowing to the fans and um, you know trying to address this and nip this in the bud and make sure that they're you know they're flag waving fans are are happy um but this is it we've got an amex platinum pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the centurion lounge is he connecting to complimentary wi-fi oh my look at that he is and you will not believe where he's going next the amex dedicated card member entrance for the win Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going to happen if a team like, you know, I would say maybe the San Francisco 49ers, because I think that they've they've kind of been at the forefront. You know, what if a team ha- has, has all of their players who want to stay in the locker room for the national anthem? So you're going to have a game where one team isn't out there on the sidelines during the national anthem. So what kind of, how, yeah. how, how are the fans that, you know, you're, you're making this rule to try to appease fans and, you know, but how, how is that going to appease fans when that Here, happens? Here's that's going to cause Here, an even, even more of an uproar. That's the thing. And I don't think this policy helped the NFL because my, my sense of it is the people that were mad about the flag and left and said, I'm not watching the NFL. Like they're not coming back. So, to me, the NFL just would have been better being like, look, we're still going to do the anthem, but the, the teams just aren't going to come on the field. It's for the fans. It's for the pregame to let them to let them celebrate the anthem. We're not going to do it. It's just, it's just going to be a league-wide problem. And it would have been bad to start. Like, Trump would have tweeted, and, it would, and it, the NFL would have caught lots of shit. But once that policy was in place league-wide and it just people got used to it, it would have been like it was in the 80s and early 90s where, like, teams weren't out there for the anthem and i think that would have been better off for the league to start like to rip the band-aid off and just go with it now it's like dave said it's going to be this hodgepodge and the thing that annoys me is like whether you're for the protest or against it or whatever like nothing makes it like i just think it's going to linger and it's just going to be another thing that's just going to be annoying during the year because it doesn't the 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 whole point of the protest was for police brutality, but that's gone. Like nobody even talks about that. It's did you kneel? Did you stand? And I just think it's going to linger on and on, and it's going to be, and it's just going to flare up. Andrew, the final thing, like I feel like it's going to flare up two, three, four times during the year. Yeah, it's possible. Um, it's like wait to me. It's like 
you know, in a cartoon, when somebody's <laughs> cleaning a room in a cartoon <laughs> and there's a rug in the room and, you know, all, all you do is you just sweep the big pile of dirt under the rug uh, and pretend like the room is clean. I mean, that's all you're doing. And, and you, all, all you're doing is you're taking the protesting players and you're taking them off of the field and saying, hey, you know, do this inside. Hey. Keep, stay in the locker room. You're, you're basically just sweeping them Yes. From out from off of the field and into the locker room, uh, and exactly you, you're you're not you're not solving the problem. You're not you're not changing anything. I just feel like the NFL they have so many presidents and vice presidents that make like six and seven figures. Like they could come up with something better. But I know people are probably like throwing stuff at the their computer or their podcast because they're like, oh no, what, I what, I'm, fucking what I'm curious about it. I mean, Kaepernick and Reed are kind of the highest exposure guys that have been outspoken on this and neither of them have a job. So like, that's, I mean, I, I think on some level, like I think even the people that are strongly offended would agree that it's pretty unfair that those guys aren't playing. Like those uh, guys no. are both good I, enough I would, to I have would, NFL I would contracts. And so I would disagree, I, Andrew, look at my Twitter feed. I think people, their okay, well, they, about... they, they've gone on that hill and, and said that Kaepernick sucks. I mean, well, they, you they know, say, even, they, they even say Kaepernick like sucks Smith, and doesn't... Like, they will argue that Kaepernick is worse than those guys. So, well, they'll, I mean, they'll say obviously Kaepernick they're is... delusional to some extent, but like, how could you argue that with Reed? No, they say they, the, the argument with Kaepernick from people that, that, that are, are, are happy that he's not playing is Kaepernick sucks and doesn't deserve a job and he's not getting blackballed. But if he's getting blackballed, it's pretty awesome. Because he should stand for the flag. Like, that's basically their argument. But Eric Reed, like, he he's an interesting case because because here's the thing. I mean, do we agree that it's different with Reed? Reed it is, is a... Here's the, here's the thing with Reed. Unquestion, unquestionable starter. I can, like, like for quarterbacks, there's only going to be probably, like, one or two teams that will have to answer the Colin Kaepernick question during the year, probably. I mean, they had a lot of quarterbacks get injured last year, Dave, but, like, they won't they have, they won't have so many teams answer. There's going to be a lot of fucking teams that are going to get safeties hurt. And that Eric Reed question is going to come up again and again and again. Hell, it might come up for the Saints, being that he's local. And if the Saints get hit hard at safety with injuries... Yeah, it's gonna be hard to. It's gonna be hard to hide their racism and their blackballing uh, in that situation. Uh, you know, it's it's easy to do with Kaepernick because you can easily make the argument that he's really not a uh, an NFL level quarterback. I mean, start. You, yeah, you can. Yeah, right. You can make that argument, although I, I don't necessarily agree with it. Um, but you can make that argument. But yes, with Eric Reed, there's also the X factor with Kaepernick. Like he's never come out and said, I'll play for the minimum. So there was always kind of this question of does he view himself as a starter? Does yep. he expect starters money? You know, there was always like a financial component to this, too. Where, I mean, with Reed, I don't know. I, I just feel like someone could get him for cheap now because the safety market has kind of imploded. So and here's I don't know. The thing, there, like, there, there's probably a financial consideration well, too, the... but I, I just think as a player right now, here's the thing. Like it, it's unfair in my opinion, that these guys don't have jobs. So I could see this going one of two ways. I could see a lot of players being like, this is bullshit. These guys should be playing and maybe they start to stand up more. Or I could see the opposite where this 
this is effective at kind of muzzling a lot of these guys yeah. because they're like, they're I don't want to lose their job. They're like, shoot, yeah. if Eric Reed can't get employed, I mean, you know, does it does it even matter how good you are? Like, here's no one's the, safe. Here's the thing so. with Eric Reed that's going to be interesting is you're going to have teams that if they don't sign him, they're going to be bringing guys like remember Kenny Phillips a couple years ago. Sure. That teams are going to be signing players like that, and that's going to be really, really hard to be like, well, Kaepernick doesn't fit our system. Maybe he didn't want the minimum, like you said, and, 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 and you know, we can't we, – we, we like the guys we have and this and that at quarterback. But when you're bringing in a dude – like dudes from sa- – at safety that hadn't played in a year and all that, that's when it's going to get really I mean, Ra- Raphael Bush has already gotten a free agency contract. Yeah, Vaccaro has not, though. Yeah, that, yeah, it's true. So, so, so that'd be interesting. So, as the, the dead times did, come are in, you, I mean, that's shocking to me. Like, yes. forget Maybe Vaccaro will wind up, wind up back. How with the his... hell does Vaccaro <laughs> not have a job? You know, I, we speculated that something was going to drop. Like, you know, because he's he, he's one more strike and he misses eight games with you know if he gets tests positive for a substance. But it it's just it's it's strange to me that he like. That that he that that he hasn't come to the point where he's like, well, I gotta take the one year minimum. I gotta take the one year one point five million or minimum deal. Like it hadn't come to that. Like it's it, he's visited some teams, but man, to for him to not be in play, I, I wasn't. I'm not stunned that his market collapsed because we we remember in the offseason we had no idea what his market would be. So I'm not totally shocked that his market's collapsed, but I'm just floored that he hasn't signed some sort of contract i mean at this point is he wait for an injury guy yes totally that's so sad man (laughs) so it's the dead times and we have to come up with topics to fill uh the shows so you people can have your nice podcast for drive time and that sort of thing we we don't just take we don't just go take time off we every week we do the show so this week's topic is we want to name one player from the Saints' past that you would add to the 2018 roster to help them win the Super Bowl. Now, it can be anybody. So, like, you can pull out, you can go and be like, I want to sign Guido Merkins. Guido Merkins. Or I want to bring back, um, uh, I forgot the corner who picked, Dave Witzel, who picked off 10 passes and still holds the interception record. So... That was the topic, and since we, we did it, we, we were having struggling coming up with topics tonight. Since we did it uh, late, I'm going to t- say mine so you guys can think on yours. So I thought about it, and, I, you know, my— But it has to be a guy not from the Sean Payton era, right? No, you can be Sean Payton era, but I'm going to do one not yeah. from the Sean Payton era because that's less, less fun. So my pick is um, Henry Childs, who is a Saints Hall of Famer and is a tight end. Um, How can you justify picking him over Jimmy Graham? Well, because the thing is, like, um, I feel like with with Jimmy Graham, uh, it would be, um, do I get, like, it, I guess my thought was, like, do I get Jimmy Graham now? Or I guess, if I get two, two, 2011 Jimmy you Graham. I mean, yeah. you don't get Henry Childs. Isn't Henry Childs dead? Well, yeah. But, you don't but get I'm, his corpse. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, I mean, I would, like, 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 Jimmy Graham to me is is uninteresting. Like Henry Child is more is more fun, and uh, how, how can you how can you make that statement? Because he averaged Grant, sixteen. P. Graham was a hundred catches for 
What did he have? 13, 15 touchdowns in his best season? But I mean, wouldn't you Henry say, Childs like, had, what was his best year, like 51 catches? 53 for 869 and 4. But don't you think if you plugged him in with Drew Brees, he would, he would catch 100? <laughs> I mean, dude, how could you pick Childs over Graham? Well, that's, I mean, my, pick on, that's my pick on offense. So, 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 Andrew, you pick your pick for offense. That's that's horrendous. Um, well, I mean, the best offensive player in Saints history, not Drew Brees, would be Willie Rofe. Um, so, I mean, I think it's just a question of what does this offense need? I mean, I I would be tempted to pick Rofe just because then, you know, you've got basically maybe the best tackle in NFL history. Um certainly one of the best. And I mean, that would really shore up the offensive line. And um, I mean, just in terms of sheer talent, I I would say he's the guy. Uh, My only question would be, you know, do they need a position more than that? And, um, you know, I feel pretty good about running back. I feel pretty good about receiver. I mean, tight end is still the big question to me. So I, I understand why you pick Childs? Um, you know, Graham in his prime would would be my pick for sure. Dave, who would you pick? It's got to be offense. It's got to be offense. We'll go to defense. Um, I mean, next. We're going to do defense next, apparently. Yeah. Um, Joe Horn, I mean, would be an interesting one, Dave. Yeah. No. Joe you know, Horn I was... think. Um, you, you know, you obviously tight end. We we would want to pick a tight end. You guys covered that. Um, you know, hey, look, Ingram is suspended for the first four games. Maybe that'll get uh, knocked down to two or three or whatever. But so, hey, maybe Deuce McAllister. He was a oh, that would be fun. He, he was a Hazlitt guy. That's Jesus technically Christ. before Peyton. Deuce and Kamara. Woof. Right. Woof. That would be sweet, huh? I that mean, would be sweet. That would. I mean, Ingram could Ingram could stay suspended. <laughs> <laughs> so. So for defense, it becomes really interesting because do you go because do you go like don't patrol linebacker? Do you go defensive line? Do you go like ball hawking safety? You can't go. You can't just the taint on the player that we will not name from the two thousand nine team. Like I can't bring, uh, I can't bring the rapist back. Um, so and and I and I always go for Wayne Martin on these podcasts because I'm like. That's my guy. But I think the pick for me for the Saints defensively, I think I would pick um, Leroy Glover because it would give him inside pressure. And, yeah, you could go defensive end like Joe Johnson or something, but, but I feel like if I put Leroy Glover next to Rankins and Cam Jordan, like that would help Davenport and – Okafor so much that it would just yeah. kill, kill and like Leroy Glover from 2000 was 17 and a half sacks so you know I almost thought about Darren Howard too he was a guy that was like uh, pretty consistent underrated but but Leroy Glover was my guy just because I feel like the inside pressure he would deliver would be immense yeah I, I thought about Pat Swilling um, <laughs> just because because um, you know Edge opposite Cam Jordan, I think, is the defense's biggest Pat need. But would be fun. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and assume that Marcus Davenport. I mean, God, they gave up 
two first round picks for him, so he better be awesome. So I'm going to go ahead and assume that he lives up to what we hope he'll be. Um, my my pick. I'm kind of getting tired of this defense not having a good middle linebacker. I'm, I'm <laughs> tired of not having a linebacker that can stay healthy, run sideline to sideline, amass 150 tackles. So I would go Sam Mills. Ooh, that would be my pick. That would be a good pick. That's a good pick. And he could, and the thing about Sam Mills, even though it was back in the day, and these teams didn't play the spread out three and four wide receivers, like Sam Mills could cover. He just he could. I, I just feel like there's been since Vilma, there's been a lot of guys: AJ Klein, Man. Curtis Lofton, David Hawthorne. You know, we'll see how Demario Davis is, but like, there's just been a lot of line. It, you know, uh, who are some other ones? I'm, oh, I'm forgetting. Spencer, Anthony. And b- by the way, yeah, forgot, Anthony Spencer. I yeah. forgot. I forgot to mention during the the flag controversy, Demario Davis is a very he is very very committed to his off field causes and social justice, and now he plays <laughs> for the Saints, so it's gonna be interesting with that. So, but, but yeah. Dave, who, who is your? So I mean, anyway, I I just think the Saints have a lot, have had a lot of linebackers, and some of them have been pretty good. Some of them, you know, Lofton was okay. Um, you know, Hawthorne had some moments, but I still just don't feel like they've really since Vilma ever gotten a linebacker that I would say that guy's awesome. So it'd be nice to have finally, you know, to have Mills back would just take care of the middle. Dave, your pick for defense, Jason David, right? Uh, <laughs> Jarris Bird. Um, <clears throat> Jarris Bird, we were hoping to get. <laughs> um, no, you actually kind of you went first and you kind of took mine. Uh, I probably would have said Wayne Martin, and you know, in a perfect world, just because I'm thinking about what holes the Saints need to fill on defense, and so well, I, can, I'm gonna. The thing about Wayne Martin is literally he can play anywhere you want on the line. Yeah, yeah, and then and then you took my other one, which was Darren Howard, who you uh, Howard Howard over Will Smith. Uh, well, if we were to, well, I guess Will Smith was before, was a Hazlitt guy, wasn't he? Yeah, well, originally, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was trying to stick with Hazlitt guys, and Darren Harrod was always, like, the guy when I first started watching the Saints back in the early you know 2000s. Would be, you know who would have been an interesting I, I would pick. I would pick Joe Johnson over Darren Howard. You know who would be an interesting pick, and it would, it'll, it'll drive people crazy on the pot that are listening to this, but if you could give me... Peak Charles Grant for the 2018 Saints. Stop it. He would be really good because he could play inside Stop and outside. It. Now, now, now what, and right after he got hurt, but he had double digit sack years, Andrew. I'm telling you, like, you give me his best Charles year. Charles Grant was never Joe Johnson quality. Yeah. Never. Joe Johnson was a freaking beast. And Joe Johnson came back from I mean, a, ba- a bad knee injury and still. Was again, crazy. like, if we're going to go by the book here, the answers are. Willie Rofe and Ricky Jackson. I mean, I feel like those are the obvious answers that we're just, those are the two Hall of Famers. Right. That but we're, we're, we're drafting for need. We're not drafting. I well, mean, available. there's no way that Will Smith <laughs> or Joe Johnson, in my opinion, would be behind. Well, Ricky, Charles Grant the thing and is, Darren Rick, Howard. Ricky Jackson played end for San Francisco, too. So you can always, but, but I mean, that's just like, that's not interesting to just be like, I want the Hall of Famers. You know, you got to make yeah. the show interesting. So yeah. those, those are our choices. So um, before we get to uh, Twitter questions, which we have a few, um, do you guys have any weird 
game day superstitions routines that you do. I don't necessarily have any superstitions, but I have the same routine of like, I get on the elliptical, do the elliptical, and then decide my food item, and then lay out my alcohol that I'm going to drink, and then go get my food item and come back. Like, that's my, I wouldn't say it's superstitious because I do it whether they win or lose, but that's my, like, my routine that I do. Almost, mostly, almost every game. I keep wearing the same shirt um, until it stops working. So if there's a big win streak, like, I think, what they do, like eight or nine in a row last year? Um, Yeah, eight. I was wearing the same shirt for each Sunday. So, like, I will keep wearing the same clothes. I I will wash them, um, but it has to be the same underwear, same pants, same shirt. So I'll keep kind of riding the same outfit until it stops working, and then and then I'll mix it up. So like if if there's ever a loss, I never do you, repeat do that. Do you outfit. wash the outfit? Yeah, I will wash it, but it has yeah. to be the exact same. Yeah. Dave, I've been doing that since I can remember. Dave, what's your? Uh... I I to be honest with you, I really can't think of anything that I I really do. Okay. It's weird because I mean I grew up I grew up playing ice hockey and hockey players if you know anything about hockey players hockey players are very superstitious um and so i mean i had all types of little things that i did when i played hockey very Uh, superstitious that's right but um but when it comes to the saints i mean i mean like i have a routine if i'm going to a game i mean you know i usually leave at a certain time and i usually park in the same place and you know walk in at the same gate and all that kind of stuff but that's but i don't really uh i don't i don't really i i don't don't have anything which is a little surprising yeah um i asked people on on twitter to to send some people say uh if watching at home and they're down at half the shirt comes off that's from brian pavick but he didn't he didn't say does he like i guess it just comes off like he, he doesn't uh he doesn't change shirts um, here's an interesting question from, uh, <laughs> Bjorn. I'm sorry, I butchered your name. Bjorn. 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 Uh, how many players in the 2009 Saints defense? Andrew? Is it, is it B, is it B-J-O-R-N? B-I-J-O-N. Oh, okay. Bjorn. So how many, how many players on the 2009 Saints defense would start on the up- Bijan, up- like Bijan the- Frise, the dog. How many, how many players would, from 2009 defense would start on this year's team, Andrew? Oh, that's interesting. Uh, let's see. Let me see. 2009 Saints. Well, all right. Hold on. Let me pull up the... So, I feel like Will Smith would start opposite Cam Jordan. Yeah. Um, I think... Who were the defensive tackles? Remy Iadell and... Cedric Ellis. Anthony Hargrove. Yeah, I don't... I don't... Well, Cedric Ellis would start on this team. Yeah. Because Cedric Ellis was weird, man. Like, 2008, yeah. 2009, he was really good. And then he just he fell would, he, would, he would start over on Yamada. So I, I yeah. would say Will Smith, yes. Cedric Ellis, yes. I mean, I really think all the linebackers. I mean, Fujita would start. Um, Vilma would start. Shanley, maybe not. So we'll say Fujita and Vilma. Darren Sharper, absolutely. And Jabari Greer would start over Crawley. Um, For sure. So, you know, Lattimore would stay. Um, 
Boy, that would be one hell of a defense. Can we can we make yeah. that happen? <laughs> this is sounding very good. Who yeah. uh who's our strong safety? I guess Von Bell. Yeah. I mean, would he start over would you take Roman Harper over him? Yeah, I think yes. I think yeah, Roman Harper. Yeah. Uh this is so a question. Come to, come to think of it, there's not really a I mean Lattimore and Cam Jordan would start. Yeah. This is a hockey. Maybe, this, maybe Rankins. This is from. I mean, basically, uh, you just took all of the 2009 secondary except for <laughs> Lattimore. Yeah. I mean, basically, you just traded Tracy Porter for Lattimore. Yes, correct. Yes. Uh, Which is tough. Saints, a, a Saints tough. legend, by the can way. Can we go? Can we go? Can we go nickel and keep Tracy Porter there in the nickel? Yeah, we could. God, Why don't amazing. we just keep? Let's keep Tracy Porter as a starter alongside Lattimore, and Greer can be the nickel. Oh my How about God. that? That's fine. That'd be amazing. So, uh, Adrian, Adrian asked, this is a bigger mistake, Marcus Williams versus the Vikings or Loris Carias versus Real Madrid. For people that aren't um, soccer fans. That wasn't even English, was that? I don't even know what language that was. What? Real Madrid was winning either way, so I'm going to go with Marcus Williams. I mean, the first goal that, that Carias gave up was bad. I mean, like... The, he, he had the ball, and he's the goalie, and, and in, he didn't wait for the guy to cut across him, and he, like, went to throw it to make, like, a um, a pass to one of his players, and the dude for Real, like, blocked it and then knocked it in the net. Um, I don't even know what you I mean, would... that's fine, but at the end of the day, Liverpool Maybe he's had on the no team. business being in the finals of Champions League. Real Madrid is three times the quality. They, they have better players at every single spot in the top 11 in the starting 11 and they just had a favorable draw and i mean they play the teams they faced and you know i mean what was liverpool in the english premier league this year fifth fourth okay i mean they're not they're not in the same ballpark as real madrid they were never gonna good goalie or bad goalie they were never gonna win that game jurgen klopp looks like a dude who woke up from an all-night bender and doesn't know where he is every time I see him on the sideline. Um, yeah. I mean, the, I mean, the, I, to me, that's not comparable because while the goalie had a horrific game and you, certainly you could put some of the blame on the loss on him, if Marcus Williams makes that play, the Saints advance. And get housed so by Philadelphia. The only way it would be akin for me is if, he like say, he missed a penalty save that would have sent Liverpool would have won the trophy yeah. for Liverpool. Yeah. So, um, Dave, this is a random question from Matthew. What's your favorite TV sitcom? I've binge watched How I Met Your Mother, The Office, Cheers, and Arrested Development. Would be interested in a new recommendation. By the way, I tried Golden Girls, but it didn't hold up like I thought it would. Uh, <laughs> Uh, well, this isn't a new recommendation. I would uh, I would assume that everybody in the whole world has seen Seinfeld, but Seinfeld is my favorite sitcom, and it's uh, there's not really any question yeah. as to whether that's right or not. <laughs> I mean, if you're looking for something new, sitcom wise, that's that's tough. You know, I um, I have loved um, uh, the one on the oh Silicon Valley is my is cur- currently. I, I'm a big fan of Silicon Valley. I re I rewatched some old Office episodes late uh, recently, and I forgot. I mean, I knew that show was hilarious. You know, but Matthew, you know what's a good show to watch on Netflix if you haven't? Glow is a good um, show. It's about the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. It's pretty good. It's got tits. Uh, 
I liked it. It it'll it'll uh, it'll keep you entertained. You know. That's my, that'd be my recommendation if you want to try one. My wife just gave me the the stink eye. My wife. I, yeah. So. My wife. So um this this. Very 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 timely with the sound effects. Yeah. <laughs> I'm late on late on the late on the trigger. Sorry. So you I know think... what's you know what's sad is I'm looking at the Saints depth chart right now and um, the 2009 team was just way better. I mean. Well, that 2009 team had a shit ton of injuries. Like, they got decimated at corner. They lost their left tackle. Like, that team, it wasn't, True. like, smooth sailing for that team. And that, that team was that team was built um, like a tank from 1 to 53, man. Yep. You know? Um, but, uh, Dave, I don't like you criticizing my uh, sound. I gotta barbecue your ass, I don't like you criticizing me. Um, people <laughs> asked, we're going to get to, like... The depth chart, and um, we're gonna get to the, like the depth depth chart and things like that coming up. Like Taysom Hill, like apparently looked amazing in the mini camp. Like he had like three gushing write ups on him. But we we gotta save those of bullets. Course. We gotta save those bullets for June, people. So um, so yeah, that'll that'll uh, wrap up today's show. Uh, it's a short one. It's Memorial Day. Uh, what do you want, man? It's the dead time. It's the dead times. Uh, but thanks to everybody. Thanks to Jack and Philip and uh, John who uh, donated this week. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, everybody, the donations matter. Uh, it helps us fund, like, the new computer that I got and that sort of thing. Uh, so thanks to that. Uh, and remember to check us out on the Facebook, the Twitters, and the YouTube. Uh, so for Dave... Uh, Thanks. Andrew, I know we've got some military people that listen to this podcast we do. too. So we do. We they, special they, shout out to them. Special shout out to the, to the military people. Uh, I I'm drawing a, uh, a a blank right now, but I do have literally uh, six or seven guys that like email me. They stay up in Iraq and watch the games and and are, and and are, and are asking me questions. It's great. So guys, we appreciate your service. It's a great Memorial Day. Uh, but uh, that wraps it up. It's a short one today. What do you want? So uh, for Dave for Andrew. Uh, Until next week, the bar is closed.